Pablo Gunner here with the legendary Roy Thomas, who's, uh, they would say you're the Silver Age, right? Silver Age comics, that was your genre? Well, that's when I entered the field, and right. that's when I was writing. Yeah, yeah. they call you yeah. the Silver Age King, I think, right? Um, I, never heard, I never heard that. They probably called me a lot of things, you know, but that's one of them, all right. You're known for the crease scroll War, right? Well, that's one thing I, I did that seemed to kind of... So they keep reprinting the thing, so right. somebody must like it. Okay, yeah. cool. So uh, what got you into comics originally? Well, I, I started reading them, or actually before I could read them, you know, picking them up, on, getting my mother to buy them for me when I was around four, back in the middle 40s. Probably Superman and Batman, quickly all-star comics and Captain Marvel and Plastic Man and, you know, Human Torch and all that. I just, I never stopped liking comics you right. know, never stopped reading them it's just that the superheroes kind of went away for a while to a certain extent in the 50s they were uh -huh. superheroes but there weren't that many of them okay and then in the late 50s they started coming back with the flash green uh -huh. Lantern, justice league and then in the early 60s marvel and came back and so forth and in the meantime i was working on a uh, a magazine another guy had started called alter ego that dealt with the comics of the past present and future superhero comics in particular okay. eventually i took it over and published it myself and i was sending it in to not as a job interview but just to try to get information from from people at marvel and dc and so forth mm -hmm. and the next thing you know i got offered a a job at dc comics so i i took it and the rest is uh I don't know, comic book history or something. Okay, cool. <laughs> what was it like taking over for Stan Lee? Because you took over, well, you took over his writing first, mm. right? Yeah. Uh, for Stan, a lot of his titles. Yeah, Stan was looking, for, I didn't know this when I went to her for DC, but Stan was looking for somebody to write some of the comics because, uh, remember, he was the editor of the company. Right, he was doing everything. He was doing everything, and, and that included all the stuff you didn't see, the editing and having to write cover copy and do mm -hmm. this, do the oversee corrections. And he was just being run ragged, you know. He didn't, right. and he just hadn't. He had other people writing comics. He just hadn't been very happy with most of them. His right. brother Larry was okay, uh -huh. but he didn't really. But Larry didn't really write like writing superheroes. Uh -huh. He preferred to write and draw the westerns. Right. And the other writers that, some of whom you know certainly were talented people, mm -hmm. but Stan just didn't feel that they quite got what he wanted right and somehow or other when he and i got together it kind of clicked i mean not okay. perfectly and not right. right away you know i had to rewrite and mm -hmm. rewrite and rewrite i had other influences besides stan and sometimes that would get in the way but eventually stan felt that you know that i was a writer who sort of understood what he was about and could sort of do that and at the same time have my own thing as well and kind of therefore broaden Marvel a little and I helped bring in a few other people and so that's just the way it worked you know right right okay so, and, and whenever Stan got tired of doing a book and he was tired of doing most of them really uh -huh. I would be the guy who would walk in the office one day and he would just say okay from now on you're the Sergeant Fury writer yeah or here here's an X-Men from now on you're the X-Men writer or Avengers writer and I said okay I would just you know take whatever he gave me right because you wrote X-Men for for quite a while too. Yeah, that that was my first regular superhero series. I wrote a couple of Dit of uh, Ditko Plata Doctor Strange stories and and the Gene Colan's first Iron Man just uh -huh. the dialogue. The first real superhero series in Sergeant Fury, but the first superhero series I had as a regular thing was X-Men. Yeah. What was it like taking over for Stan Lee though as the for the company taking over the the Marvel company? Mm -hmm. Well. I, don't, I didn't really, because remember, Stan was still there, right. and he was still over me, and he was still in charge. Uh -huh. he, it, he just, it really didn't change 
it, it changed gradually, but Stan was still there. He was still, you know, he was a little removed, relying on me to do more things, but he was still making the, the major decisions and so forth, and that was fine with me. I, I saw, I was editor-in-chief, but I, I really saw myself more as a shop foreman, in, at least in the early days. Okay. If I, if, it, if I had stayed at it a while, and I did do it for two, two years and a few months, gradually it would have been more and more as Stan became busier and busier with other things. But eventually, I decided that you know I didn't really like that particular job. It, uh -huh. it was it, it involved just writing cover copy and talking to people, and I did really I really liked the creative side much. And I found that being editor was kind of dragging me away from the creative side, right? And causing a lot of problems. And I just decided Stan and I would have divergent views. He was he was the total company man. Uh -huh. I was to the. I'm sure to many of the artists and writers working with us, I was a company man too. But to Stan and, and a couple of the other co real company men, I wasn't because I was sort of caught in between. I, I, was, I still had a foot in that creative company step, and I didn't always go along with company policy. And, you know, when you're the editor of a company, you, you pretty much have to go along with the company right. policy, and you just pass it on. And that was just not my way. So I decided I just had to leave, and I just said, I just want to do my own books. I'm not interested in telling other people what to write or what to draw. I just want to do stuff myself, and that's what I've been doing ever since. Okay. And so speaking of the creative side, uh, how mm -hmm. did you come up with the Cree scroll War? Just one day I was sitting around. You know, I had to come up with ideas for the Avengers. I wrote that for, by that time, I'd written 30, 40 issues already, and I, that was my favorite comic, superhero comic to mm -hmm. write up there. I had just started Conan not long before. And I was thinking about the fact that the Skrulls, there, there are a few other interstellar races too, but the Skrulls had been around since Fantastic Four number two. Right. And about a year earlier, Stan and Jack had introduced uh, the Cree you know, with the Sentry Sinister and Ronan the Accuser and so forth, and then with uh, with Captain Marvel being a Kree, uh -huh. you know, just in those last right. couple of, three, four years. And I decided, well, you know, you got these two major races, they're out there in space and they're, you know, doing this, they're doing that. They would either have to be allies or, they're, or they would hate each other, they'd be rivals or something. And I had read a book in the mid-50s, they made a movie I did not particularly like out of it, called This Island Earth. It was about a guy who's working on these super scientific things he doesn't understand manufacturing things he can't figure out where the technology comes from and some and suddenly he realizes that he's working for one of the sides in a in a war of two interstellar races and earth was like an island in the south pacific during world war ii uh -huh. you know where there were you know maybe japanese and americans fighting for this island the people on the island had no idea what the stakes were or what the technology was you know like a barneo say or some fairly right. you know, primitive place and that this is the way earth was at that so i thought well that would be a nice theme so let's have the Kree and the scroll they're fighting over Earth, they're not sure why, and then I had this idea at the end that it would turn out that actually the, the, uh, the one of the things that they sort of sensed both races, whether they knew it or not, that was that uh, the Earth, that Earth people were kind of destined to be, to surpass them eventually. They were uh -huh. better than the Kree, they were better than the Skrulls. These other people kind of wanted to keep them down. That was, that was endemic from the beginning. Right. And, and so forth, along with a few other things from the very beginning. But I was kind of puttering around with it, and I was kind of getting started. I sort of knew where I was going. I had established that all these Golden Age heroes that Rick Jones liked, that I knew I was going to use them at the end. And I had introduced a, a, a senator named Craddock, who I knew was going to be the fourth scroll from that mm. that didn't get turned into a cow at the end of Fantastic Four number two and then in walked after three or four issues in walks Neil Adams saying he'd like to 
draw the uh, Avengers, and I told him what I was doing, you know, and so forth, and he kind of took over, and from then, from then on, for the next few issues, we plotted the things kind of together. We'd go out to lunch or just have a few minutes conversation, and I mentioned things I liked, he would think he liked, and then, you know, then he'd just go off and draw, you know. We'd been doing the Inhumans series together, so we tossed the Inhumans to wind up that storyline. He wanted to do this thing about the Ant-Man going inside the Vision. That has nothing, <laughs> you know, that has absolutely nothing to do with the Kree Scroll War, except that, you know, the Vision is, you know, he's hit by the one of the Kree that was a cow before, but otherwise it's got very little to do with the war, but it was a wonderful idea to go inside the vision. So I said, well, we got a lot of pages to fill, go for it, so draw it, then I'll write it. And I always sort of knew where I was going, but I didn't care how I got there. Uh If Neil hadn't wanted to be involved in the plotting, we'd have had different pictures, but if Neil had drawn them, they'd have looked just as good. It would have been a different story, and it would still ended up just the same way. Unfortunately, at the end, the deadline situation got worse and worse, and I finally had to ask John Buscema to come in and wind it all up, that panel issue. But I've always been aware of the fact that what, one of the, there were several things that made the Kree Scroll War special. One was, it was a damn good idea, one of the best I ever had that I sort of stumbled into. And secondly, that Neil Adams coming along to draw and to contribute to the story, not to do the stories, they weren't his stories, they were our stories, but that that made it really good too because Neil had such intensity in his art and mm-hmm. his thinking, and that somehow between all that plus the help of John and Sal Buscema, we ended up with a you know, pretty good series that was fairly important to, uh, to the Marvel Universe, oh, and we had sure. a good time doing it. Awesome, know? that's fantastic. Yeah. So with the scrolls now introduced in Captain Marvel in the MCU, the Marvel movies. Do you think they're going to do a Kree Scroll War? Well, they are actually in in a, in a in a very real sense. I think the Kree Scroll War is the underpinning of the whole Captain Marvel movie. Right. So in a sense, they've already done their version of it. They may continue it as based on the Easter eggs at the end of um, the Spider-Man movie. You know, it may very well be continuing because the Scrolls are still obviously in there and the Kree are still around. Right. Uh, the only thing I don't like. And I really, really, really hated this in the Captain Marvel movie. Even though I really loved the Marvel movies in general, and I liked that one. They made the Skrulls kind of sympathetic at the end. Right. Like the Kree were the yes. bad guys. No. The, that, that's a cop-out for the movie, and it's one of the few things in the Marvel Universe as I re, that I really hate. Right. I guess because, you know, they've taken my idea, and uh-huh. they, as far as I'm concerned, they've messed it up. Uh, and that, Because, to me, the Skrulls and the Kree are equally bad. Right. You know, I mean, you know, obviously in World War II, I favor the American side over the Japanese, but in the Kree Scroll War, they're both bad. You know, right. uh, and uh, Earth is just a, a third party. Uh-huh. And, I, and I hated the fact that they made it look like the Krees were the good guys, the Scrolls were, although they were uglier, the bad guys. Right. That might work okay for the movie, and I got no quarrel with it, but it is not the Kree Scroll War, and it's a, to me, it's a an inferior idea to what, to the one that I had. But in general, I really loved the Marvel movies. I just hated that one aspect of them. I, that was something that was really different about that movie. I think they're going to do that in a sense of we're just making it look like the, the, the I hope guys, so. But they're actually I'm willing to forgive. Guys eventually. I'm willing to forgive that Marvel. Was just if, a, that's if, just a sleight of hand okay. by if Marvel. They, in a and sense. I don't mind that there are some good scrolls and just like you know Captain Marvel is a good Kree. Right. You know I don't mind that. But if they really make it that you know one side's good and the other's bad, it doesn't make sense. Then then that's that, un- exactly that undercuts work. the idea. But. You know, as long as the scrolls turn out to be bad guys mostly, too, I don't care if they're good scrolls. That's fine. I just want it to be a war, but not a war with good guys and bad guys. That wasn't my concept, you know. But, you know, it's their company. They can do what they want to. My comics will remain exactly, you know, as they are. 
and their movies remain you know, exactly what they are. You can have two different versions of the yeah. Scroll War. That's okay. You'll have the comic book fans saying, yeah. oh, this one's better. I guess, the comics are I better. Guess, <laughs> I have people all the time writing to me and saying, look, they messed up this, they yeah. messed up that. And I said, yeah, I know, but they got their own problems. Nobody could make take the Mar Marvel comic book universe and do that all in a handful of movies. It would just get hopelessly messed up, you know. So they've got to do their own version, and I give them a lot of leeway, and I just sit back and enjoy it. And I don't like everything they do, but I like m most of it enough to think it's really one of the most successful 10-year runs of, of uh, movies that you, you know, has ever, you know. Right. Uh, what's his name? Ken, Kevin, Ken, Kevin um, Feige or however you pronounce right. his name. He's really the, the, he's really the, in a way, the Stan Lee of the new generation. Because, you know, Stan, like, set the comics right. on their ear in, with the help of Jack Kirby and uh -huh. Ditko and a couple of others, Feige has sort of, you know, and his crew working with him have kind of set movies on on their head the same way. And I think right. that's uh, it's really great to see Marvel do it in two different media over the years. They've had a huge impact first on comics and pop culture in general, and now on film. Okay, great. Here at Talk Nerdy to Me, uh, we talk about nerdy things. Uh, yeah. What is something that you're that you nerd out about well, besides comics? Well, Obviously. I like, uh, mostly my interests are just are pretty simple, like just reading what we, I, I suppose I, I'm very interested in the home front of World War II. I, that's okay. not nerd, but my, my history in, right. interests are uh, pretty great. Otherwise, I just, I like old rock and roll from the uh, the 50s through okay. the early 60s quite a bit, because that was the period when I was a teenager, and, you know, I maintain a real love for, you know, Elvis Presley, Chuck Berry, Jerry Lee Lewis, the great right. stars of the, the 50s, some of, some of those. I like you know, I'm really interested in the history of movies. I would, whether it's a probably, except for the Marvel movies and a few things here and there, much more interested in old movies, mm -hmm. films from the 30s and the 40s and 50s than I am for, uh, in in new movies. I remember Bob Dylan had a when somebody asked him once, uh, you know, what 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 kind of songs you like? He says, Oh, I just like what everybody else likes. Maybe yeah. I should say that. <laughs> That's I just like what everybody else likes. All right, cool. So since this is New Mexico, yeah. Red or green chili? Well, I haven't had a lot of chili here. I've had chili over my life. We have it back in Missouri, but I haven't had a lot okay, of chili well here. Then, uh, I'm more of a jalapeno. And then get back to I'm more us. of a jalapeno you okay. know, uh, guy that I have a, a chili Because we're famous guy. for green chili. Yeah. You know so. where I had the hottest chili? My wife and I had the hottest chili I've ever, I'm not saying best, but the hottest chili I've ever had in my life was in 1988 in Ireland of all Oh, wow, places. really? It was so hot I couldn't finish it, you know. That's but crazy. I'm sure you could do that too. But I, I do like chili, but I'm not a connoisseur. Okay, yeah, make yeah. sure you check out the green chili, red and green chili out here. Okay, well, I'm more so. interested in, you know, in, but I do love Tex-Mex food, or as they call it, you know, uh -huh. Southwest So Mexican do you have food. any other projects coming out in the future? Well, I'm finishing up a couple of Conan issues for Marvel for okay. the Savage Sword series. It's a prequel to the story, People of the Black Circle. My book with Tasha, the Stanley story, just came out, and I'm doing uh, I'm doing a book, strangely enough, on uh, Marvel value stamps. You remember them from the uh -huh. you know from the uh, the seven, early 70s? Somebody's reprinting them all, and uh, <laughs> and a whole book, and in a really big book farm, and I've written several thousand words about that. It's a strange assignment, and I put together some books for an English uh, company, the Folio Society. It's starting to come out now. Uh, they're collections of two or three hundred pages of some of the the best Marvel comics that I choose from first the six, six 40s and then the 60s, and now I'm going to do one for like the Bronze Age, the 70s, and so forth. And you know, I just keep busy between that and uh, 
my Alter Ego magazine that I'm up to uh, 160 something issues now, so that's obviously going okay. But I'm, you know, I'm not quite 79 yet, so I'm not quite ready to retire. <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you very much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Talk nerd to me. You know, with me you get sore, germ strength to Hogwarts. I'm pretty sure I'm you cast a curse, girl, of the imperious one. Been to Comic-Con, hope you speak my language. Your Harley Quinn don't need explaining. All I really need for you to do is just please talk nerdy to me. Talk nerdy to me. My clan tag, bring a high KD. Cause the headshots will be making, will be tapping the team. Or Magic the Gathering, deck on deck. Do you like Twilight? Yeah, I ain't touching your neck. I got nerd friends, but the friends with respect. I can call up by a man without breaking a sweat. And I wanna hear issues, yeah, I'm talking about your comments. Cause the fact of the matter ain't no go better than a girl that talks on electronics. For us to get along, just tell me Lucas got it wrong. Cause clearly in Star Wars, the first shot was made by Han. Love the Enterprise, now I speak the language. You go try, don't need explaining. All I really need for you to do is just please talk nerdy to me. I can stop. The Talk Nerdy to Me Network. Thank you for listening.